Welcome to the Professional Writer Podcast, episode number nine, Being True to Yourself. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. You'll find the show notes for today's episode at bloggingbistro.com. In the 2019 movie, Late Night, Emma Thompson plays the role of Catherine Newbery. She's the first and only female late night network TV talk show host. But Catherine's show's ratings have steadily declined for the past 10 years. She has lost her mojo. And the reason why her show has become stale is because she stopped taking risks. She uses the same jokes, the same format, and even the same cadence as the other late night talk show hosts. Somewhere along the way, she stopped being herself. She got complacent. She was content with pleasing others. And Catherine's new female writer, Molly, tells her, this is your show. It's an expression of who you are. And Molly urges Catherine to make the show more authentic and personal. Well, when we're building our writing business, it is so easy to get sucked into acting in ways that we think will please others. We can become obsessed with getting our name in print or adding to our publishing credits, so obsessed that we sometimes sell out to an editor or publisher who wants us to write a certain book or write an article a certain way when that way goes against everything we believe in. We attend workshops on platform building at conferences, or we listen to podcasts where the instructors and the hosts assert that we have to do certain things in a certain order in order to build our platform and get noticed and achieve success. Well, I can tell you, I have seen or heard every single one of these platform building recommendations this week alone. And here are some of the promotional messages that I've received during just the last couple of days. And I've adapted the wording slightly on these to protect the uh, guilty. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Here are some of the promotional messages that I've heard that these are things I'm supposed to be doing. You need to join my year-long mastermind and pay me $40,000 to get access to me and my expertise. You need to buy my Facebook advertising course for $1,400 and then spend thousands more dollars on Facebook ads to get people to notice your brand. You need to create lead magnets. That's those free downloadable products that you give away to subscribers in exchange for their email address. You need to develop several high-priced digital training programs. You must charge at least $1,000 per program or no one will believe that your content is worthwhile. You need to host weekly live webinars and evergreen webinars. And an evergreen webinar is a pre-recorded access at any time webinar to sell your online training programs. You need to develop affiliate programs and JV or joint venture partnerships. And then another person I heard advised the exact opposite thing. You do not need to develop affiliate programs or JV partnerships. You need to create a membership site. This is a real big one right now. That's where people pay a set monthly or a set annual fee so that they can access all the courses and coaching calls and other premium goodies that are available only to subscribers. You need to host a Facebook group. You need to start a podcast. You need to use chat bots and messenger bots. 
you need to be active on at least five different social networks. Instagram for sure, and particularly Instagram stories, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook stories, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And that's just for starters. Now, the biggie that I've been hearing lately in terms of advice is you have to stop trading hours for dollars. You must stop doing things like consulting, where you work with a client for a certain amount of time in exchange for them paying you a certain amount of money. Instead of trading hours for dollars, you're supposed to set up systems for generating recurring revenue, things that are going to earn you money while you sleep. Things that will enable you to earn at least a six-figure income, or better yet, a seven-figure or a multiple seven-figure income if you want to be successful. I've been in the marketing business full-time since 2007, and over the years, I've tried many of these techniques, as well as a few I haven't mentioned. None of these techniques are inherently bad or good. If you don't use a particular technique, that doesn't guarantee that your business will fail. And in the same manner, if you do use a particular technique, that doesn't guarantee your business will succeed. What makes me feel uncomfortable with some of this advice is that many of these so-called gurus or experts or thought leaders seem obsessed with defining their success in terms of earning a six-figure or a seven-figure or a multiple seven-figure income. Don't get me wrong. I have no problem with earning money. I am currently the sole wage earner for my family, and so earning an income pays the mortgage. It keeps food on the table. But I've never defined myself in terms of how much income I earn. This probably stems back to my childhood. I grew up in a small farm town in the middle of nowhere, and I had parents who worked very, very hard, and they earned a very low income. So for me, Earning enough to take care of my family's needs and enjoy the occasional vacation has been satisfying. And still, I have felt this pressure from all these voices in the marketing world that constantly tell me I need to do this and this and this and this and this in order to fit into what they define as successful. In other words, I have to earn a whole ton of money in order to be successful. One day, everything changed for me. I spotted a Facebook ad in which a marketer laid out a framework for running a business. And at the end of his video, he said something like, if what I said resonates with you, I invite you to visit my landing page where you'll learn more about what I have to offer. If you're not interested, that's fine too. Just grab your freebie and we'll call it a day. Hearing those words from a marketer felt like a breath of fresh air. Here was someone who was so confident in what he had to offer his ideal audience that he didn't feel the need to apply any pressure to get people to sign up. He was very matter of fact. If this sounds good, here's what to do next. If not, thanks for stopping by. Well, I immediately signed up for the free offer and then I followed this person for at least a year Without buying anything, he continued to provide free video trainings and webinars. And again, there was never any pressure to buy. After a year of following him, he made an offer that I couldn't refuse. And I purchased his program. And it is one of the best business investments I have ever made. I've gone through the training multiple times, and 95% of it was stuff I already knew and was already doing. But what I enjoyed most about it was that he never ever pushed anything on me. 
Now, certainly he did offer upsells and upsells are premium or high priced offers that you build into a program that help generate repeat revenue. And repeat revenue means that people pay you a monthly fee for the privilege of being part of your inner circle. But I never felt pressured to join anything. This person consistently comes across as someone who's comfortable in his own skin. And so he helped me realize that this internal battle that I was waging of feeling as if I had to do all the things was not a battle that I needed to fight ever. So I stopped fighting it. And I asked myself the more important question, how do I like doing business? What services and products do I most love providing for my clients? What brings me the most joy while simultaneously helping my clients the most? When I asked myself those questions, I discovered three important things about myself. Number one, I love giving away high value content. Number two, I love trading hours for dollars. Sorry, marketers, but I just do. (laughs) And number three, if I don't earn six figures or seven figures or multiple seven figures, I'm fine with that. These realizations fly in the face of what most marketers advise. But for me, being myself, being true to myself and the way I operate and what I feel most comfortable doing in terms of running a business is more important than trying to be somebody that the marketers say I need to be. So when I rebranded Blogging Bistro, I stayed true to my core values. I developed several new trainings that I'm giving away. Yes, high value training that I'm giving away. I've seen other marketers who are charging over $1,000 for the exact caliber of content that I'm giving away. And I know those people would tell me, don't give away so much free stuff. You won't have any paid material left to sell to people. While I do give away a ton of valuable content in my free courses and on my blog and on my podcast, I know that some people who go through my trainings will realize, oh, I've got gaps in my knowledge. I've got gaps in my experience. I think a private coaching session might help me fill those gaps. So in my free trainings, I include a very low key upsell offer or series of offers. Those are opportunities for people to work with me one-on-one to take what you're learning in my free training to the next level, to ask those burning questions that maybe the free training didn't quite address to fill in the gaps. And my offers are truly low key. I've attended some trainings where like you'll go to a, an hour and a, hour and a half long webinar and the host spends an hour and 20 minutes just trying to sell their high priced course that comes after that. And you get very, very little in terms of value that you can stuff that you can actually start using. My offers are really low key. During a training, I'll say things like, If you're satisfied with what you're learning in this course, great. Enjoy the free resource. If you'd like more help in this area, here's how to set up a private coaching session with me. Yep, I'm breaking the rules here too. I'm trading hours for dollars, but there are few things that I enjoy more than working one-on-one with my clients and helping them stride forward in their business. Even when I do a quick chat with a prospective client, my quick chats are a free 15-minute call where you can ask me about a challenge you're facing with your brand messaging or your website or your blog or your email marketing. I always feel so energized and 
content after I get off those free calls. It delights me when I show somebody how to do something and they implement it and it works. Even though I could be earning a lot more money by automating everything and setting up a membership site, that's not where I am right now. I may eventually decide to do that and that's another thing I know about myself. I'm a lifelong learner. I love to try new things. I love to master the latest techniques. But right now, I delight in coaching people one-on-one and in small groups. I delight in giving away content. I enjoy the challenge of creating a variety of products and services and programs. Some of them are at extremely low price points. Others are kind of in the middle of the road and still others are at a premium price so that my target audience can find something that fits their need and their budget. At this stage of my career with several decades of career experience under my belt, I'm still learning things about myself. To me, pleasing others no longer means people pleasing or trying to please everyone or running my business the way the top earning marketers say I'm supposed to. It means helping people, which is what I most love to do. It means embracing the spirit of generosity, giving from the heart without expecting anything in return. Yeah, it's definitely a balancing act of remaining true to myself, of not people-pleasing, but honestly seeking to please and delight my ideal target reader. What about you? Does all the noise from platform building experts and marketers and industry pros leave you feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and stuck? What things you must do have you been hearing that resonate with you? Things that when you hear someone describe it, you think, aha, that feels like a really good fit for my personality style and the way I roll. I'd love to give this a try. And then what things you must do turn you off. You hear them and you think, oh, that sounds awful. I know I'd hate doing that. My suggestion is to put the things that sound awful aside, for now anyway, because what sounds awful and difficult and impossible today may seem very doable and exciting in a year or two. Now, a word of caution here. Don't say no to something just because you're scared to try it or you don't think you can master it. Say no to it because you truly don't believe that doing this thing will benefit your business as your business looks today. So here's your action step for today. Choose one thing from the, that sounds interesting, I'd like to try that list and actually try it. Give it a three-month trial period. Three months is long enough to learn a lot and to put into practice what you're learning and to start making a habit out of it. If after three months, it's flopping miserably, then you can set it aside and try something different from your I'd like to try this list. If you need help prioritizing which platform building technique to start with or to do next, I invite you to schedule a quick chat with me. As I mentioned before, Quick chat is completely free. It's just a chance for you to bounce your ideas off of me and and have someone who has been working in this industry for many years to share a few nuggets of wisdom with you. To schedule a quick chat, you simply visit my website, bloggingbistro.com. And in the show notes for episode six, 
as well as on my contact page, you'll find an easy way to self-schedule a free 15-minute private phone call or Zoom video call with me. In my next episode, I'm going to follow up with a fun mental exercise that will help you to examine in more depth which platform building technique you will work on next. So be sure to subscribe to the Professional Writer Podcast at bloggingbistro.com and you'll get email notifications of each new episode. And I would so appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Talk with you again next week.